How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Pod Diva. Hello and welcome back to Pod Diva. This is the Diva Debrief with me, Rachel Shelley. And me, Victoria Broom. And firstly, let's say, like, Happy New Year, shall we? Happy New Year. Like, let's forget about 2021 and say Happy 2022. Woo! Happy 2022. (laughs) Here's hoping that whatever you got up to over Christmas, that your new year in 2022 is a new beginning. And we're going to try and pack it full of joy, just like the new edition of Diva, which is the joy issue. Joy. You know, we all need a bit of joy, don't we? Here on the Diva Debrief, that's what we do. We look deeper into the Diva magazine issue. And this one is the issue of joy. And I think there is lots of joy to be had just by flicking through the magazine. Lots of queer joy. There's lots of queer joy. Lots of queer joy, especially queer joy, which I have to say. Yeah, it's nice. Reading Roxy, our editor's opening letter all about queer joy and talking about how it's a particular kind of queer joy and I started to think about it is it and then I realized actually she's right a lot of that dancing in your bedroom a lot of that we're just going to plow on and have some fun regardless of all the shit that might be going on around us it is quite particular to queer joy in my experience yeah I'd never really targeted that as a as a thing I'd always just thought I had fun with my gay friends in a way that maybe didn't always have with my straight friends. And sorry, straight friends, if you're listening. What? I said, sorry, straight friends, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so basically you're, you, you had no fun with your heterosexual friends at all. That's what you're basically saying <laughs> on the airwaves. <laughs> there is a particular kind of queer joy, which I think is quite... Not, a, I mean, that's a huge generalization. I do think it's because of like the suppression that gay people have felt. Yes, uh, the being queer and being with other queer people is there's something quite beautiful about that, and come and they're coming together. It is just there's beautiful. a playfulness. Actually, take you know, you should probably kind of take that out because that sounds really rude. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think you're right about this idea, and it's something that we touch on later in my interview with Linda Riley who is the publisher of the iconic Diva magazine. She talks about that and she talks about her motto being live life to the full. And part of that is because Mm. of this background that she had that was repressed and impoverished. I mean, she says as much. It was such a hard upbringing. She left school at 15 she left home at 15 she became homeless she was she was thrown out for being gay like she's very open and talks very openly yeah, about that the drive to enjoy her life fully has come from that mm, it's mm-hmm. like it builds resilience in you and it makes you go yeah. right this is it i'm taking life by the horns and i'm 
enjoying it. And also, I think that that's kind of pushed her to do things for the queer community. And I know that she has got quite a lot of backlash from it as well. And she doesn't care. She's just like, no, I need to do this for the community. I need to do this. That comes from her background. Like, it's an, it's, it's an inspirational story. Mm. It really is. And it's Linda Riley in a way that you've not really heard her talk before. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, let's be honest. It can be hard to find joy at the moment. It's hard enough in deepest, darkest January at the best of years. But right now, we all have a lot to deal with. There is a lot going on. I do feel like that I've lost like two years because of this pandemic. You know, when people say, so what have you been up to during this time? And they all, you know, and there's always this pressure and this anxiety to go, well, I wrote a new (laughs) novel and a screenplay and and now I'm an accomplished author. Um, And I just think that taking time for yourself is a really important thing that a lot of people forget to do. Taking care of yourself, your mental health. One of the pieces that I really enjoyed in Diva this month was Sadie Sinner's Guide to Black Queer Joy. Maybe it's this time of year when everyone is hibernating just a little bit, settling down for a long winter's rest. She says she frequently expresses the importance of radical rest. And I was like, that's a new concept to me. Radical rest. It starts as I allow myself to rest from one until four today. It feels like a reward. But once you train the muscle a bit more, you'll just go, yeah, I'm resting today. You won't say it's because you did so much. You turn off the mind. You turn off the body. It's not easy at all. And I love that idea that she's right. It's not easy. Is that almost like meditation? Yeah. It is, isn't it? I guess. It's kind of like a form of your own kind of meditation which is so important so important but you're doing it horizontally under the duvet which is my favorite kind of meditation what just you being being under the duvet but relaxing I think that is a very interesting concept especially at this time of year you know what I look at my dog and I think she doesn't get up before it gets light why am I and I agree with her I would like to not get up and go to bed when it gets dark, just like she does. Yeah. I think it's natural, that it's normal. It's natural for us to have these phases, just like nature does, of wintering down, of just hunkering down, taking stock and waiting for a new season to come when maybe we'll be feeling a bit more positive. Yeah. Uh, But going back to Sadie Sinner's Guide to Black Queer Joy, the photo is amazing as well. I love that picture. Yeah. It's fabulous, isn't it? And I love what she says here about this is for people that might be struggling to find their own kind of queer joy. And she's like, ask yourself, what is it that makes you happy? That's such an important, actually, to just sit and take stock and go, what is it that makes me happy? And I think maybe that should be like a thing for 2022. Do things that make you happy. Absolutely. And kind of live by that. Because I was going to quote her exactly. And joy can only be found when shame and guilt are thrown away. Shame is the fear of being ostracized. Guilt is the fear that you have gone against your own moral code. Mm. You have to do away with these judgments. It's acceptance, isn't it? Yeah. It's acceptance of yourself. Someone said to me years ago, people are sponges or radiators. You want to surround yourself with radiators rather than sponges that completely absorb your energy and your (sighs) kindness and your love. Be aware be aware of yourself being a radiator and radiating that love and wow. that warmth. I've others. not heard that before. I like that. I like mm. that a lot. Sponge or a radiator. Be a radiator. Be a radiator. Mm-hmm. A radiator of joy. Radiant joy. A radiator of joy. When Sadie says yep. in that article, joy can only be found when shame and guilt are thrown away. That takes us very nicely into our Beyond Borders piece, which personally I've found very moving this month it is yeah it really is it's from swati who lives in chennai which is southern part of india i personally have a lot of connections with india because of a big bollywood film that i did you worked in india didn't yeah, you? yeah yeah i and i worked there a long time ago let's listen to it and then maybe we'll discuss it a bit further afterwards welcoming you all in tamil with vanakkam and in hindi with namaste I'm Swati and I'm living in Chennai, which is located in the southern part of India. My mother tongue is Tamil, 
I'm going to give you an insight about my hometown, Chennai city. Fun fact, Chennai was previously known as Madras during the British rule. Chennai is a huge city and no doubt a very welcoming one. We have the second longest beach in the world called the Marina. One of the historic landmarks in Chennai is the Napier Bridge. Chennai has the second largest port located on the shores of the Bay of Bengal. We have a lighthouse which gives a breathtaking view of the coastal area, a popular cricket stadium called Raja Park, planetariums, libraries, fancy malls and movie theatres, IT hubs, religious places, food streets with multi-cuisine, rich in flavour, nightlife, pubs. It is a bright sunny day, a bit breezy I might add. It is always sunny in Chennai. Even when it is winter or be it any other seasons. The streets of Chennai are always busy with vehicles and their loud monkey. People rushing to work, school kids waiting for their buses, college vans, tea shops, cafes. Frankly speaking, Chennai is a loud city and a crowded one too. In a way, it keeps your adrenaline pumping so well. As I drive through the streets of my hometown, I'm going to share a few things about my journey being a lesbian in Chennai for Port Diva Beyond Borders. India has come a long way in many aspects. However, with regards to LGBT, man, not so much honestly. Till date, Sadly, many are oblivious towards LGBT community and are being homophobic, transphobic and what not. I would like to mention an incident when I was in a very closeted relationship during my college days. I went to a Tamil movie with my college friends and seniors. The movie showed a genuine gay relationship. The crowd in the movie theater started laughing and making homophobic comments at the screen. I looked at my partner and she was speechless as I was. We both cringed at the reaction of our so-called friends. Their reactions hit us both so hard we both wanted to disappear in that very moment. It made us immensely sad that there was no awareness or encouragement towards the possibility that a human could be anything else other than being straight. It was so, so sad and it is still sad at times. At work, when I zone out, staring at a wall, my thoughts take me back to the times when I first realized that I am a lesbian at the age of 13. I used to wonder, often growing up, if people here still consider straight people falling in love is wrong, then what would my case be? I mean, when I come out to people saying, hey, I love a girl and I fall for a girl. Well, imagine that, right? I'm still not sure how that moment is going to be and I'm already 30 years now. I do admit that I'm not openly gay yet, but I'm slowly getting there. I came out of the closet at the age of 23 or 24 almost and it took a great deal out of me. Luckily, I have my elder sister, Padma, who has been my greatest support system and long story short, when I came out to her with all of my courage, of course crying, her reply was, oh yeah, I know. Hearing that, I didn't know if I should be shocked or relieved, but it really felt so amazing to be understood by a soul. I always cherish that moment in my life. Also, I would like to mention that not all Indians are close-minded. There are masses who are even love-phobic. The concept of love, care has to be taught by parents to their kids. Not everyone has a loving family or a happy childhood for that matter. We really can't pour from an empty cup, right? For a country that takes a lot of love story movies, is so very against it, it reality. 
My workplace cafeteria is where I get to meet new people often. People from different parts of India come to Chennai on official purposes. Chennai is a city that welcomes different cultures and its people with open arms for sure. Through work and social events, I have met women and girls between the ages of 20 to 35 who were a little clueless about their sexuality. Let me tell you why. I grew up as a tomboy, always have been. Short hairdo or hairstyle isn't a part of India's popular tradition when it comes to a girl child and beyond the age of 18. I have a boy cut to be precise. I have met girls who have said to me, "You look like a guy and if you were a guy then I would marry you." Sadly, they don't have the awareness that having such feeling towards same gender is natural and it's okay. I learned that in 1861 during the British rule in India section 377 of the Indian Penal Code was introduced. The section 377 is an act that criminalizes homosexuality. On the 6th of September 2018 the Supreme Court of India decriminalized homosexuality. That day I remember fondly as I was at work and WhatsApp messages kept coming in. When I saw the messages of section 377 was worn down, I had a breakdown then and there. It was so overwhelming as over the years I always had this fear in me of getting arrested for being who I was. That historic day September 6 is very memorable as I looked up at the sky, closed my eyes and took a deep breath, welcoming myself into the land of acceptance. It was about time, don't you think? I mean, how beautiful was that piece? It was so moving and I just want to say a thank you um for for sharing that with us and for being so open and and honest and also it's very brave all the other pieces that we've kind of listened to they've been living in in countries where it, it's kind of celebrated for being queer or the the last months which was in Venezuela where the government had nothing against lgbtqi people whereas in india it sounds like it's very underground when she talks about when she goes to see that film mm. with her partner and her friends just laugh at the moment that two women kiss on screen and it's I can't even imagine I could just I just think that's just heartbreaking it's just to sit with your friends and know that the person that you love is is with you and is next to you and that you're cl- kind of closeted from your friends and then to see your friends react like that I just I just think she's very brave for sharing that with us so I want to say thank you Absolutely absolutely and Swati I hope you're listening and I hope I did justice to your audio tracks that you sent me and yeah. like you say it is brave and incredible some of the things she says yeah. there where she says you look like a guy and if you were a guy then i would marry you yeah i mean that's a queer feeling exactly. isn't it they don't have the awareness that that's okay i know mm. and then on september 6 2018 the supreme court decriminalized homosexuality but that's only Four years ago, and I can understand why she became very, very emotional and kind of broke down with that because it's almost like your country is accepting that you exist. Like when marriage, LGBTQ marriage, became legal in this country for everybody that I knew, it was a major yeah. Yeah. Oh, moment of of recognition. Almost, thank you so much for sending that to us. Um and we're we're keen to listen to mm. everybody's stories. So do get in contact with Rachel or I on Twitter. Do reach out because we want to hear your stories. What's incredible about India is that it's so varied in culture, in religion and so on. But they have always had this third sex. The eunuchs, intersex people, asexual, transgender have been accepted there for a long time and yet it seems like a contradiction somehow that queer life 
has only just been recognised. Reading something recently um, about LGBTQI rights across the, across the globe, and I was reading something about um, Iran. Iran recognise and government partly fund for transitions, yet LGBTQI rights are non-existent and punishable by death in certain circumstances. Yet again, they're recognising transgendered rights and transgendered people, but queer people are not recognised you can put them all under an umbrella of queer people. It does. It seems like India doesn't see it that way. No rights at all. I think I've said this so many times. It does make me and I'm sure many other listeners feel very lucky to live in a country where we're very forward thinking and, and have rights. Yeah, absolutely. Some of the reasons why these rights exist here are because of trailblazers. Which brings us to Linda Riley, who spoke to us for Tell Me More. Although she's talked about this a little bit before... She hasn't gone quite so in depth, I don't think, about her childhood. Her coming out Her coming as well. out story. And mm. God, what a story. The fact that she now lives her life so full of joy, she says is partly, she thinks, because of the deprivation that she experienced as a younger woman. It's really interesting because mm. we recorded this. We went quite in depth and then... Completely randomly, I ran into Linda a couple of days after we recorded this and she said to me, I've completely forgot to tell you, I made my living as a professional snooker player for a while. I know, I saw this post that she posted on Instagram and it's about her being a professional snooker player. I love I love a game of snooker in pool and I will not ever no, play Linda don't, Riley. Uh, just everyone now, remember, don't ever let her shark you, ever. <laughs> yeah, don't ever like put a tenner on beating Linda Riley because it simply won't happen. <laughs> but it's so funny that she could tell me and tell me more. What did you then do? What happened then? And she missed out being a professional snooker player altogether, which I thought was quite funny. Anyway, let's have a listen to this, Linda Riley. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Coming out at gay, especially in the 70s, was very, very hard. It was something you didn't want to admit. People often ask me, 
who was your role model when you were coming out? And I can honestly say that there weren't any. The only people that were talked about as lesbians, it was really disparaging. My name is Linda Riley. I am the publisher of the iconic Diva magazine. We founded Lesbian Visibility Week in 2020, which is a whole week of celebration for LGBTQI women in the non-binary community. The European Diversity Awards, the British Diversity Awards, the Rainbow Honours and the Pied Power List. I grew up in South London, uh, in Stockwell, on a council estate. My mum was an Armenian immigrant. I'm Armenian, which many people don't realise uh, when they talk to me because I have such a Cockney accent. Went to Armenian school on a Saturday. But yeah, it was a very, very poor childhood. Going back 10, 15 years ago, I couldn't really public speak because I was so self-conscious of my working class accent and I didn't think people would really listen to me. But now I'm really proud of it taken a long time uh, to get there yeah I came out at 15 there, there were four of us there were four of us in the family and uh, we were one parent family so if you can imagine that was pretty tough my mum was an immigrant uh, she didn't have legal status in this country either so we changed our name to Riley it's a very uh, obscure background that I have people don't actually realize why I'm so passionate about diversity because I live and breathe it. I knew I was a lesbian. I was very, I was different from everybody else. I was very tomboyish, as they would say in those days. Although I knew there was a few teachers that were lesbian, we couldn't talk about it. And those teachers really did get a, a hard time uh, about being lesbian. Wanting to be one of the in-kids at school, I did join in that, you know, even though I knew I was a lesbian as well, so it was a very peculiar time for me. But I wouldn't say they were role models, because at that time, you couldn't be out, obviously. I couldn't say, hey, miss, you've talked about being a lesbian, I'm a lesbian too, because there was absolutely nothing. Uh, there was no internet, for those of you listening, can imagine, maybe you can't imagine that time, but there was nothing... I left school actually at 15 without doing um, any exams. I decided I was gay and I just wanted to, you know, go out into the wider world, which was very, very hard at that time. It was not appreciated that at 15 I was coming out. My mum wanted to give me, I don't know, I think it's electric shock treatment at that, at that time they were doing. But she came out with this idea to send me for treatment, to basically cure the gay out of me. So I was basically given a choice. If I was to stay at home, I'd have to go into therapy. That time it was psychiatric treatment. So um, I, I did leave home. To come out that day, you didn't know where you could go out. I went into a phone box. Do they have phone boxes nowadays, Rachel? There were phone boxes where people used to leave stickers uh, in the phone boxes. And i never forget, I saw a sticker for lesbian line. I called the number in the phone box. A lesbian met me from Lesbian Line, took me to a place called The Soul's Arms. I'll never forget, I walked into this lesbian bar and it was like utopia, you know, it was just like, oh, there were other people like me. The funny thing about walking into this lesbian bar, my old teacher was there, you know, <laughs> and I just left school. She obviously knew I was young, but she was still at the school. And I was like, hello, miss. She was like, I always knew you were a lesbian, Linda, you know. I couldn't stop calling her miss. And she was like, can, can you call me Kim? And I was like, no, I can't. This is really weird. I actually had to say to her, look, I'm really sorry we gave you such a hard time. And she was like, no, no, that's fine. We had a really good talk. And I was only young, but I remember even at that time feeling really bad about how we'd all been about this lesbian teacher when I was a lesbian myself. But... They often say, and I, I think I'm living proof of that, sometimes when you know that you're gay, you hide it in really weird ways. It's a life lesson for people that if anybody was listening to this now and they may have been through the same experience, they would totally understand. There was no privilege for me and, and life was so harsh. You know, it gave me an inner strength and it gave me this sort of will to just think, I can do this. It's very difficult to explain. Mm.
I can't actually tell you how poor we were. At one point, my mum couldn't even afford to pay the rent for the council estate, and we were evicted. The bailiffs came and put all our furniture out into the middle of the flat. I was sitting on my sofa, I can never forget this moment, just being evicted, wait, hoping my mum got rehoused. But because my background was so poor, it sort of gives me insight into lots of areas that maybe other people haven't, you know? Not like I ever think, oh, feel sorry for me. I, those experiences have, have helped me in my life, you know, and helped me be more understanding, if you like. It helped me build resilience. There are still people who call me Linda Van Berger. If they're more friendly, they actually just call me Berger. Next to the Vauxhall Tavern, there was also another gay bar, and this was in the 80s. I went to a gay bar there once and I was like, oh, I'm really hungry, why isn't there anything to eat? And I just sort of went to myself, oh, I know, I'll get myself a little van, I'll sell burgers outside the, this gay bar. And everybody thought I was completely off my head when I told them this idea. And I went to Exchange in Mart and I bought this empty van, got it all fitted out with all the burger stuff, you know, chip van and that. I used to park my van outside the Market Tavern, selling burgers. I called the burger van hot and hunky. Everybody used to come out drunk, and if I had a pound for everybody that said to me that you've dropped the sea off of hunky, got a really big sound system playing because it was really deserted outside. And so when everybody came out of the club, they would all come down to the van on, on the pavement and be dancing around the burger van, you know. So I'm sure there's a song there, dancing around the burger van. My motto is uh, big buns, small burgers. It's a terrible ending to the burger van. These two guys climb on the van and then they were like, well, you're going to have to pay us X amount of money every week if you want to stay here. And I was like, I'm not paying you any of my hard-earned money. They get off the van, come back a week or so later, and uh, they've blown the van up. So, so the van got blown up, so that was the end of that little <laughs> venture, you know. <laughs> very active, very political. I went on every March going, act up in the USA. Clause 28 was going on here, Pride marches. Because one minute I'm filming us all marching and, and chanting, I think it was a Clause 28 march. Next thing, the police horses are just charging into us and the batons are going. It was really heavy stuff. To have lived through all that experience and now see this turnaround, it is actually quite something. So I started doing events for LGBTQI women, so I was doing quite a lot of uh, clubs. It was the 90s, you know. I met my wife-to-be, Sarah, who's also now co-parent of our twins, who are 15. She was publishing a magazine called G3. She was quite rubbish, you will agree this, tried to meet up with me because she wanted to sell me an advert. We obviously hit it off, and I like to say I didn't buy the advert, but I bought the magazine, you know. <laughs> we went into publishing together and we started the Out in the City and G3 magazine awards. Sophie Ward and Charlie Condu were the host, and that became the British LGBT Awards. Obviously, the British LGBT Awards are now run by Sarah because we, we split up and, and split the business. And then I was approached by the publishers of Diva. Diva was known as the little sister to Gay Times, and it had never been owned by a lesbian. It meant so much to so many people to see themselves reflected in this magazine, you know, in, in the shops, and it's been a, an amazing name. One of the things I wanted to do at Diva when I became published is really showcase LGBTQI women and the non-binary community and really do more big events because there was so little around. One of the best moments was the day at Café de Paris when we decided to do the first Diva Awards. You know, and I was really nervous because I'd obviously done awards events before, but never won predominantly LGBTQI women. And then that moment when Rachel Shelley walked out on the stage at Café de Paris, and I'd never to been to an event where the audience started screaming, you know, and like such delight. And it was just like, yes, Steve was arrived, you know. 
to see such joy in everyone's faces. If you'd said to me at 15, would there even be a TV series such as The L Word? Would there be an event where people are getting awards for being LGBTQI? There's just no way that you can vision anything like that. An amazing turnaround. It's hard to really show a 15-year-old going into a phone box, seeing a little sticker saying lesbian line and, and calling that number really afraid because you didn't know where to turn to. The turnaround now is just wonderful to see. My personal motto is live life to the full. I've always had that motto, which is uh, probably why I'll die so poor. I enjoy my life a, a lot. All I do know is that, that my, my life's experience, I am somebody that's had no education. I've ended up being the publisher of Diva magazine. I can be a spokesperson. When I go to speak at things like the Albert Kennedy Trust or Stonewall or Diversity Role Models, and I do speak at schools, I know that people can look at me and I can talk about the fact that however you might feel at the moment, if you're homeless or jobless, you know, there is a chance in life. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying this can be everybody, but I'm saying this is me and this can be you. Just this year, opened a foundation called the Diversity Umbrella Foundation. Money that is made from our events goes into this foundation and we can give to others because I think it's really important, having lived over 40 years in this community, to leave some sort of legacy, you know, and want my legacy to be Lesbian Visibility Week and for people to be able to celebrate being a lesbian particularly with all the unrest in the community around the trans situation and for people to know that cis lesbians support everybody in the community. I remember being supported so well when I came out. I made friends, they helped house me when I was homeless, you know, so it became my new family. I don't know if it's a motto, but it's a philosophy just to try and give back as much as I can, which I do a lot now on social media. My direct messages are always open to people to contact me and, look, if Diva can support you, we will. And I hope that that is what Diva will be remembered for as a magazine that really supported their community. So I want to say thank you to them all. I mean, how amazing was that to hear Linda Riley? And as she says, she does a lot of public speaking, but you never really get to the heart of Linda. And I feel like we have. I feel like we've seen a side of Linda that not many people are lucky enough to see. And I think that it was really lovely for her to go yes. into such detail. Yeah. So thank, thank you, Linda. Linda. I, I found it quite interesting because, oh, I don't know how many years ago now, maybe seven years ago, I tried to interview her when I was doing Radio Diva. And she was very reticent. She didn't really want to be interviewed. And I think it was partly, as she mentions in that piece, because of her accent. And it's lovely now Interesting. that she did it. And now, as she says, mm. she's proud of her accent. Yeah, and where she's come it, from when she should be. Because it tells her story. I mean, oh my goodness. When we read yeah. Diva magazine throughout it, there's lots of references to being your true, authentic self. And if anyone is doing that right now, it's Linda Riley. She's one of the type of queer women, lesbian women, that kind of led the way for the likes of me and the likes of other lesbian, queer, bi women to actually be able to be their authentic selves because she was unashamedly herself during a time. I mean, I think she says it's been in the 70s, like during a time when that simply wasn't done. It simply wasn't talked about. And I think we've touched upon this before in previous debrief um, about the Butch and Femme and how it's, uh, how it's very, very different now. But what I love about this magazine this month is that it does talk about butchness and it kind of embraces the butchness by Eleanor Margoyle where she talks mm. about embracing the butchness and yes. talking about lesbian yes. haircut styles, which I think is brilliant because I remember every baby dyke, like little lesbian that was around all had a <laughs> Justin Bieber haircut. <laughs> and it was so funny that when I read this in the magazine, I just, I couldn't help but smile of, with fondness the fact that these haircuts did represent lesbian women during a certain time. That's a really nice section in the magazine to read. I, I like really that little it. piece where Eleanor says... She saw this couple and from their haircuts, she presumed it was a lesbian couple. 
and then she got closer and it was like, oh, it's not. Oh, okay. And I think that's quite interesting. And I went through a phase through secondary school where my hair was clippered, really quite short. I remember it being strong thing to do to like suddenly have my hair all cut short. I know that I was mistaken for a boy a couple of times when I had that. And I used to think, yeah, I'm rebelling. I don't know what against now. But anyway, <laughs> I loved it and I loved the feeling of it. I think it is empowering. Just that it's funny, isn't it? Like a haircut. And it and it really does. And I think a haircut and a hairstyle is so empowering. It really, really is. There's a there's another bit in the magazine where they where we're talking about drag kings. So talking about hairstyles and kind of having that dominant presence. And what I love about the drag king scene you know the drag race and the drag the the drag queen scene is very different to the drag king scene but i oh what i wouldn't do to do a drag king turn i think it would be amazing i would would love love to see that (laughs) so empowering it would be amazing i could see you as a drag king oh i'd love it as well i remember going back to india in the year 2000 Mm. when i was shooting in india but we all dressed up And I was dressed up as a man in a suit. Really empowering because I'd spent three months in that film because it was set in the Victorian era. I was wearing these big dresses and a parasol and my hair all quiffed and everything just so perfectly English rose. And to then suddenly to come out in a tuxedo with tails and a little bow tie. The fluidity of it all, as Nick talks about. Nick Crossera, who's one of the staff writers on Diva, talking about this fluidity. Like this gender euphoria, isn't it? It's kind of that. What society makes us wear? We we can't even know what the pressures that society put on us. It falls on us all the time. What we should wear, how we should look. To break free of all that is so liberating and so joyous in so many ways. But why do you think that the drag queen scene is so much more publicised and marketed than the drag king scene? Because the drag king scene is super sexy. I don't understand why drag kings aren't as in the public eye and seen as an art form, rather than it's almost seen it's, as it's like a cabaret. It's a very interesting thing when you think of people like Vesta Tilly and Hetty King, who were these drag kings I suppose who performed like trailblazers really they performed on the stage dressed up as men and people loved them in a way it's partly I think how the fabulousness of gay men often tops the fabulousness of gay women Mm, I think that it's more to do with male and female inequality. I think you're right. I think it must be. It must be that because like you say, RuPaul Drag Race is enormous and everyone loves it and everyone laughs and everyone enjoys it. And yet the drag kings are bubbling away underneath. They're not getting that coverage. I think we should seek out more kind of drag king entertainment and let's go and see it because the more we support them and the more that we go and see the shows the more shows will happen and the more people will become more aware of it and hopefully 2022 is the year of the drag king i would like to see that very much and talking about supporting (laughs) gay women who perform in whatever art form let's talk about rosie jones on the cover of diva this month how exciting to have her grace the cover of diva magazine i love rosie jones and i saw her and she's hilarious and i met i met her the first time at the stonewall comedy awards or stonewall comedy event and what i love it it was so female queer heavy i mean (laughs) she really makes me laugh and as soon as she comes on you know that she's just gonna be hilarious and she really is and Oh, hands down to her for being on the cover. She's a, she's amazing, and she's also an amazing Hysterical, inspiration as really well. Really funny, and we're lucky to have her on Diva Magazine. Let's have a little listen to this under the covers with Rosie Jones. Hello, I'm Rosie Jones, and I am on the cover. Of fever. <laughs> 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 
you're my first choice who's more queer and joyful who's better for the cover of that issue than you thank you so much when I got the email I screamed I screamed it's just a massive Honor and a milestone to be on the cover. So yeah, I'm gonna go round buying every single copy I can. Do it. Go for it, Rosie. Then you'll be the sellout cover star because you'll have bought all the issues. Even yeah. <laughs> easy, right? That's my mission. <laughs> that was Rosie Jones. One of the things I loved that she said when she was talking about people who maybe gave her a hard time, she said, their problem and their prejudice. It has nothing to do with me. Yes, Queen. Yes, Rosie. Yes. We need to take that with us Absolutely. in life, I think. She must have been up against so much. It sounds like her childhood was very supportive at school and so on, which was great. And she's risen to such heights and it's brilliant. And and she deserves it because she's really yes. funny. <laughs> like she's so, she did a joke about Eva Mendes, I think it was. My goodness me, I howled at the end of it. She's just so great. <laughs> And also, I love her favourite swear word, which I don't think we're allowed to say on You can say anything you like. We just have to put a warning. But she says, she's like, my favourite swear word has to be cunt. (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. But also, I really like that word. I really like that swear word. And I don't even use it in a negative way. I I just like that word. I think it's (laughs) powerful. Oh, it certainly is. It really is. What are your thoughts on that word, Rachel? I think I'm probably a bit old-fashioned because if I hear someone say it... But does it depend on how they say it? But it doesn't just depend on how they say it. It depends on who says it. If I were to hear you say it in a sort of, I don't know, slightly playful way... Yeah, it's it's I would admire that. It depends on who says it. It absolutely... If I heard Rosie Jones say it in a stand-up, great... Yeah. So what I love about what she says, it's still the yes. only word that really has a shock yes. factor, which it which it does. But it also causes a conversation and a discussion and a debate. But then she also says the cunt is the best thing in the world. So it's a no brainer. <laughs> and I agree with her. That's great. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Rosie Jones, thank you for featuring on our cover and making us talk about the word cunt, which I think is OK. I, I like you saying cunt. it. Say it again. And thank you, Rosie Jones, for bringing us all the queer joy. It's what we need. It's January 2022. We're all in a bit of a pickle, one way or the other. Let's be honest. World upside down. World upside down. All lopsided, unsure what's happening, but we're We're in in this this together. together. We're finding the joy together. We're looking for as much joy as we can. Let's pack it out. Pack your day with joy. If that means listening to Pod Diva back to back, (laughs) then that's okay. Because that's what we're here we're for. We're trying to bring it? a bit of joy, a bit of discussion, and a bit of joy. 
Yeah, we've had a good I chat so today. Too. It's been good to see your mm. beautiful face, Victoria Broom. Oh, well, thank you. Always a pleasure Yay. to see you, Rachel, my darling. <laughs> oh, and even more of a pleasure with you saying that word. So I'm very happy that we've got that. So yes, bring that <laughs> joy back into your lives, diva listeners. It's 2022. Pack your life with joy where you can. Grab it everywhere you can and we'll see you next month for the diva debrief where we have the one and only lady phil on the cover lady phil i love lady phil i can't love wait for lady that. phil That's she'll great. be on our cover next month she'll also be doing a diva dialogue next week you can hear more from rosie jones as she does the diva dialogue and we are packing it full of brilliant diva dialogues through january so tune in and we look forward to seeing you in february 2022 but get in contact with us if you want to share your story for the beyond borders feature because we want to hear we from want to you. hear from you wherever Please. you are in the world so yeah. see you next month diva fill your life with joy from me victoria and Broom, me rachel shelley bring that the cunting joy, joy. oh i love <laughs> that bring that joy <laughs> Thank you for listening to Pod Diva in association with Diva Magazine, the world's leading brand for LGBTQI plus women and non-binary people. Please listen and subscribe on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Diva Magazine. You can email us at editorial at divamag.co.uk. Pod Diva, queers for your ears. Pod Diva. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.